News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 87 of the Luke Messias Show. We are going to piggyback on last week's episode, which was a conversation with Matt Rinaldi and Warren Norrid, and talk about why Greg Abbott uh, seems to kind of hate bar owners. And we're also going to talk about why Ken Paxton probably won't resign. So uh, first and foremost, let's talk about Ken Paxton. There's many of you grassroots Republicans who've probably been watching Texas politics over the last week to two and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And um, I want to shed light on just a couple things that are that are happening. For those of you who haven't been following, we're going to give a very quick recap of what's what's going on. First and foremost, the Attorney General, uh, Jeff Mateer, who was the first Attorney General, uh, basically kind of think of him as the guy who runs the Attorney General's office, uh, resigned and uh, resigned on a Friday. This is something that started the chatter boxes going in Austin. And then the next day, it came out that he and six other top officials within the attorney general's office were working with federal authorities to investigate. Basically, they were claiming to be whistleblowers who were uh, testifying against their boss, Attorney General Ken Paxton, on crimes that they believe he has committed. They're alleging that he has done these things. Now, we do have a criminal justice system where somebody is innocent until proven guilty, which is why we don't say he did these things. We say he's been accused of doing these things. But there is a difference on what Ken Paxton is going through today and what he has gone through for the last four to five years. He originally got indicted on securities fraud. Uh, The individuals who perpetrated those accusations against him were political enemies. They were people who didn't like Ken Paxton. They were people who didn't want Ken Paxton to get elected attorney general. And so there was a seeming political angle or motivation to the accusations that these people were making since they wanted somebody else to be the attorney general. And he has alleged his innocence the entire time through that set of accusations. And it has been legal battle after legal battle after legal battle. And we really, to this day, still don't know if Ken Paxson will ever get his day in court and if his defense or if his uh, prosecutors, the prosecutors who believe he's committed the crime, will ever get their day in court to make their accusations and lay their case out as well. To the people of Texas. But there's a difference in these accusations, and the difference is that they are being alleged by individuals who are very close to Ken Paxton, by individuals who also have a lot to lose if they were to just make false claims about their boss, Jeff Mateer being one of those people. And Jeff Mateer is a very respected conservative attorney in the state of Texas. And he has done a phenomenal job by most people's, uh, on the conservative side, he's done a phenomenal job. Most people in the conservative movement in Texas find Jeff Mateer to be somebody who they're very proud to associate with. And for him to come out and say that Ken Paxson is committing crimes is a serious matter. And it's why a lot of people are taking a step back 
and watching and waiting and seeing the information that's coming out. And so over the last several weeks, a lot of information has come out. If you're wondering where to read up on this information, you can go to the Texan, of course. Um, you can go to Texas Scorecard. You can also honestly follow uh, some of your your larger, more uh, legacy media outlets, I would call. But Austin American Statesman and the Houston Chronicle, Jay Root at the Houston Chronicle has reported quite a bit on this issue. Uh, Laura Magahi at the Dallas Morning News as well. So you have several different outlets that are reporting significant issues um, and and more and more revelations. The allegations, just to synopsize them, would be that these staffers are alleging that Ken Paxton used his office and abused his office to help one of his political donors, a gentleman named Nate Paul. And they have a number of instances which they believe show that Ken Paxton did that. Now, there's also accusations of bribery, which we really don't know any details about. So we don't know if either the staff are aware or federal authorities are aware of some type of bribe that Ken Paxton took, um, which may be spurred on his actions. And of course, he is uh, alleging that none of this took place at all. So he is saying that these allegations are are baseless and without merit. But why won't he resign? So here's what we also saw. Chip Roy, who was the former first attorney general uh, before Mateer and is now a congressman, a con- my congressman, and a congressman I will cast a vote for tomorrow. By the way, just a reminder for Texas conservatives out there, tomorrow early voting starts. And if you have not cast your vote, well, if you haven't mailed in your ballot, which means you're 65 or over. So if you're under 65 and you have not voted, which you shouldn't have yet, get out. Get out and vote very, very early. And uh, there's an episode which we have here at the Luke Messia Show. In fact, I'll look it up here while I'm recording this. But um, uh, how... Sorry, guys. This is a interrupt our normal broadcasting to give you a reference. But if you have not, we will go back uh, and find that episode here in just a second so you can go back. But one of the things I've always encouraged people to is not only to vote early, but to take a picture, post it on all your social media platforms and tell people I am voting. And the reason to do that is that they will reach out to you and they will ask you, who did you vote for? And in fact, what I encourage you to do is actually post, if you want to know who I voted for, please consider Uh, messaging me, and I will talk to you about that. That is episode 56. So if you haven't listened to episode 56 of the Luke Messia Show, go there, and you will get um, just kind of an overview. It's a nine-minute episode that just goes through how you should cast your vote and then how you should influence as many people as possible. So I'll be casting my vote for Chip Roy on Tuesday, and he has already come out as somebody who worked under Ken Paxton and said that Ken Paxton should resign. And then last week, we had uh, Jeff Leach, who is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, also in a very competitive race in Collin County. Um, Honestly, Angela Paxton, who is Ken Paxton's wife, uh, covers all of his territory as a state senator. So this is somebody who's very close to the Paxtons, has been for a long time. He's part of the Baylor Mafia, as we call them. They're all a bunch of Baylor Bears who are also in Collin County, who are also elected to state offices. So don't ask me where all that comes from. But at the end of the day, Jeff Leach came out and also said, and the way he put it was a little different. Chip Roy said, basically, this has put you in a position where you cannot serve the people of Texas. You have to resign. Jeff Leach said, if there is any merit to these accusations, you should resign. Um, So why wouldn't Ken Paxton resign? Well, here's why he won't resign. One, if he's innocent, He's definitely not going to resign. Okay, the guy's been in legal battles for the last four years. If he's innocent, 
there wouldn't be a reason for him to resign, just like he hasn't resigned based on the last set of accusations. But if he is guilty, and again, a lot of people look at the facts of these accusations and who is alleging the accusations and what they have to lose if they're making up the accusations, and they might say there's a heck of a lot more merit to these accusations than there were to former accusations that were made against him or previous accusations that were made against him. But here's the reality. If he's guilty, he's definitely not going to resign. And the reason he wouldn't do that is because, I mean, any defense attorney worth the the paper that their contract is written on would tell them, would tell him not to resign because that would give up all the leverage he has. If he has taken steps, if he has done things that are illegal, then it is in his best interest to hold on to that office as long as he possibly can. So just understand, Texans, if you watch this, and by the way, you should, the Attorney General is the highest law enforcement officer in the land. This is a very important thing. And you should follow the details closely. And as this progresses, just understand that Ken Paxton is in a position where he can't resign yet if he's innocent or if he's guilty. So I don't expect a resignation soon, but I do expect for continued information to come out and hopefully information that brings the truth to light. And as the scripture tells us, the truth will set you free. Greg Abbott seems to have an issue with bars. Uh, There wasn't really a segue there. I just like stopped and then went to Greg Abbott. But Greg Abbott seems to have a really big issue with bars, and I don't understand what it is. Um, We've talked about this before. Again, last week's episode with Warren Nord and Matt Rinaldi got a phenomenal response, got a whole lot of feedback. Thank you so much for those of you who did give us positive feedback. But you shared with us that you appreciated hearing two people explain all of the inconsistencies in Greg Abbott's actions. Uh, One, regarding getting rid of violent riots, but are punishing violent rioters, and the other being all of these unconstitutional shutdowns. And so, not to go over everything we've already said, but you should know that uh, Governor Abbott came out, and he was all excited, and he said, hey, I've got some big news for those of you out there, and he had a, a, a little gif or jif, whatever end of that debate you're on, and um, and it was cheers. He had two like little beer uh, mugs cheering each other. It was his way of being like, I'm going to do something with bars. And so he got everyone excited. And it's really a dangerous thing when all of us are waiting with bated breath to see whether the person who thinks he's the king of the state is going to tell us that we can or cannot enter a bar establishment. And what he came out with was the worst possible way. It was the opposite of leadership. So extreme ownership, Jocko Willink, if you haven't read the book, you should. But it teaches a principle in it that says, if you are a leader, you will take ownership of the problem. Own it. Now, what we have been arguing is that Governor Abbott has put himself where he believes he is a unilateral executor of the entire state of Texas, and he can decide everything we do, how we do it, when we do it, how many of us get to do it, and we think that's absolutely absurd. But he thinks it's his job. In fact, he sees a government where one person can do that, and he thinks that's appropriate and proper. And so this is a worldview divide that we have with the current governor of Texas. But that being said, if you're going to open or close bars, take ownership of it. You have closed those bars down. If you want to open them, open them back up. And that's not what he did. 
he came out and he published four pages of regulations, okay? One, two, three, four. All these various different things that bars have to do. Safety protocols. He said if you do all of these things, then you can open up at like 50% capacity. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. You can't. Unless your county judge agrees to this, okay? So if a county judge wants to open them up 100%, you can't do that. If a county judge wants to open up uh, restaurants 100%, you can't do that. But if a county judge wants to be more tyrannical than I think you could or should, you may do that. And we've seen a pattern with this. Last week, Matt Rinaldi said, why is he passing all of these laws or saying he should pass all these laws regarding violent rioters and then empowering local Democrat district attorneys to be the ones to decide whether the laws are enforced or not? Because in, in effect, he's basically just passing a show policy that won't actually go anywhere because no Democrat district attorney is going to enforce it. And he's doing the same thing here. He's saying, I've opened bars unless your Democrat county judge doesn't want you to be open. Well, you're the one who said you had unilateral authority, Governor, so why can't I open? Uh, Well, I wanted to empower every Democrat county judge and I wanted to let, I wanted to give them the sole discretion on whether you could or couldn't open. Now, if they want to open you up all the way, I'm going to shut that sucker down. But as long as they want more government than I'm saying could or should be there, we're going to let that fly. That's the leadership that he exhibited. I don't understand what his issue is with bar owners, but the reality is that we have seen no correlation. We have seen no, uh, other than, here's what he said. Well, at bars, people act a little differently and they congregate differently and they interact with each other differently. And so based on my experience, I guess he's gone to a lot of bars and in those bars, he feels like people are just spreading germs all over the place and they don't do that everywhere else in society. So if you are a business owner who has taken your capital, taken your time, talent, and treasure and invested it into an enterprise, a local bar, you're shut down. You're not allowed to engage in commerce. It's illegal. You are a criminal if you dare take somebody else's money in a voluntary fashion and give them something of value. You're not allowed to do it. Why Governor Abbott said. And now he said that you can, starting this week, if your county judge also agrees with him. It's irresponsible. It is also one of the biggest nanny state mentalities we have seen out of the Republican Party of Texas. And we are in a dangerous place where we might not come back from this, which is why I am asking each and every one of you Texans to reach out to your legislator and let them know that one next session, they have to pass an overhaul of the executive authority during times of crisis. They need to gut that thing. They need to give it such limited authority and such a small scope that the message is governors are never allowed to do this again. It's like you took your training wheels off and then your kid is just trying to like jump off a cliff, okay? And so you're just putting the training wheels back on and saying, Governor, the people wrote a constitutional amendment, which by the way, you are totally abusing and taking out of context and you've used it to trample all over us. So we're putting a whole lot of training wheels back on. We're putting a governor on your 
on it's actually kind of interesting it's like uh it's like a governor too I, I had a golf cart that i drove when i was a little kid uh, some friends of mine had it on their property we loved driving it the problem was the governor would limit how fast we could drive which as you can imagine as an 11 or 12 year old boy i pretty much hated the governor because he was limiting what i could and couldn't do well our governor needs a governor he needs a governor on his go-kart that limits him to 15 miles an hour so no one can flip no one can get hurt because what we have seen is if you give him too much authority, he will run and trample over Texans. It's not okay. People's lives are at stake. And he is being flippant in the way that he's treating individual Texans and the freedom that they have that he is refusing to recognize. With that, I hope every single one of you vote this week. I hope you go back and listen to episode 56 of the Luke Messiah Show. It's titled, How Many Times Will You Vote in This Upcoming Primary? That was during the Republican primary. This is the general election. I want to encourage every single one of you to vote. And then I want to. Ha- I would like to encourage you to take a picture and post it on every single social media platform you have. If you have an email list of people in your area, shoot it out. Tell them, I just voted. And if you want to know who I voted for, let me know. Because so many of your friends will say, yes, I want to go vote, but I'd like to know more about the people down the ballot, and you can inform them as to who you cast your ballot for. Thank you so much. Have a great week. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.